It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Welcome to B movie breakdown, episode number fifty-nine. 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 Did you ever fifty-nine? I can't say that I have. Can't say that you have. Neither have I. But you know what? This week, some people made a fifty-nine in this movie. Because this movie is so fine, it makes you want to get a job. That's true as well. <laughs> this is true. Straight jacking. Straight jacking. <laughs> Straight jacking. Well, the people we break down is a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment and low budget, lesser known films of the past and present, home, the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on a prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. The macho madness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can listen if you listen to us. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, on our website, bnbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site. Or on our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter, at bnbpodcast, or on Facebook. Check out the T-Dog Bulls Pops Combsy Stand Show. That's on iTunes. Timmy Blaze hosts that shit. It is funny, good stuff. Also, Jonathan Mann does our theme song, Man With Two Ends. Check his shit out on the UbiTube. The UbiTube. It's just like the Googly Docs. The Googly Docs. It's just like the Googly Docs. Well, I'm Corey. I'm Ryan. I'm Gina. Actually, Gina's not here with us this week. We could have just pretended the whole time, just been like, oh my god, just like this bullshit voice the whole fucking time. I think they would have caught on. I think actually. they would have caught on because it doesn't. That doesn't sound anything like her. But what if we? What if you go back and then she's like, hey, how's it going? You're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm waving. <laughs> I'm fucking out. You're fucking out. Just like Kenny Powers. <laughs> that was his catchphrase. You're fucking out. I recall. You recall? I do. Do you recall this week's movie? Uh, barely. <laughs> barely. I recalled it um, as well as being a child and watching it and being, yeah, we gotta rent it because it's, it's a bad, you, you know, it's like a dirty movie kind of, but it's not, but it's for kids, but it's not. The movie you speak of is Baby's Kids. Baby's kids. We don't die. We multiply. We multiply. Uh, I always wanted to rent this. I, I I can't even picture like it in the video store. Like in my head. Like I can see it on the shelf in the video store. That tape. And renting it. Oh, I rented it so many times as a kid. And it was like, oh, it's kind of like bad, but it's not. It has like elements where it isn't like for kids, but then it's not for kids in certain parts. Especially the beginning, the opening scene with Robin, the main character. This is if you if you don't know what Baby's Kids is, you clearly didn't grow up in the nineties, and uh, it's an animated movie. Uh, majority of the cast is African American, which was a kind of a bigger deal that most animated movies did not feature in. Thanks, per- Disney. Predominantly African American cast. Um, then they make that one Black Princess movie. What was that called? Black Princess. With the frog. Oh, but that came out in in the last decade. Yeah, I'm just saying they made it. Yeah, but Baby's Kids was the trailblazer. This is true, but Baby's Kids allowed the frog princess thing movie to, to be made. When you when you talked about wanting to rent Baby's Kids in the uh, video store, the, the quality of the movie, well, at least the version we watched, I just pictured it like a, a VHS cover Sitting on a shelf, sun bleached from sitting in the window for so long. It was in like the the two for one section, and that's where you find Baby's Kids. Come on, Baby's Kids was at the premiere, like top picks in the video store, in the movie studio that used to exist in Shanahan, Illinois. Remember renting Baby's Kids from that video store? Was it sun bleached? Probably. It may or may not have been sunbleached. They, they were trying to rent that out for years. That's how popular Bebe's Kids was. In white suburbia. <laughs> In white suburbia. It had a goddamn Super Nintendo video game. Everything had... Like, every movie had a video game. Mm-hmm. In the uh, 
late 80s, early 90s, whether it was for Nintendo, Super Nintendo, or Genesis, everything. Everything had a movie, every movie had a video game, and every movie had a set of trading cards. I, I had RoboCop I, I, I can't trading cards. that or agree with you. I, I had RoboCop trading cards, I had Predator trading cards, I had Predator 2 trading cards... Hmm. Did they come Freddy with... Freddy Krueger trading cards. Did they come with a, a stick of gum in the package? Yes. Excellent. I had Ninja Turtle movie trading cards. Everything... Why, why did RoboCop need to have trading cards? It was just like a, like a still image of the movie. Well, they were... They, they released those trading cards instead of uh, postcards to visit Detroit. <laughs> All right. They couldn't afford postcards. Well, it was more marketable. Yeah. For kids, the yeah. kids that want to visit Detroit in the early nineties, was is Detroit better or worse now? Well, they they still had several manufacturing plants for uh, the uh, top vehicle manufacturers. This is true. They don't have that any longer. No, they don't. So we were better. We were Detroit. we were better off in a world where Baby's Kids was first released, and RoboCop, and RoboCop. <laughs> If only if RoboCop really existed, he could have handled the Bebe's kids. And cleaned up Detroit. But more importantly, handled the Bebe's kids. I don't think anybody can. No, nobody can. Not Robin, not Jamaica, not any of the characters in this movie. Who the fuck is Bebe, anyway? You never get to meet Bebe. Thanks to Robin going ahead and dying, we'll never know who Bebe is. This is true. We will we'll never know who Bebe actually is. Uh, the movie is about... Character Robin, uh, played by Robin Harris, comedian who had this bit about Bebe's kids, and they made this movie based off his bit in his stand-up act. Uh, recount, he recounts his disastrous first date with a beautiful girl named Jamika. Tagging along for the date are Jamika's son, Leon. He was a very good boy. Yeah, he got picked on so He bad. got picked on so much for being a good boy and a little nerd. Is it weird that I keep saying good boy? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of creepy and weird? Maybe you should get a dog. Good boy. Good boy, Leon. Yeah, he had a pretty nice uh, high-top fade going on. He did. It was very reminiscent of uh, Kid from uh, the House Party movies. Yeah. So it, it, that, that look was definitely going on. He reminded me of, main, really, of in the, there was a video game called Mick Kids. I believe it was for Nintendo or maybe Sega Genesis Super Nintendo. I don't know. It was a Mick... McDonald's game where you were two children, uh, Mick kids, and one of them looked just like Leon. Hmm. That's uh, I could be fucking totally wrong about that, but from what I remember, I don't know did. McDonald's. But uh, Jamika's friend Bebe leaves her three kids with Jamika, and they are rude, crude, and obnoxious, and stinky. And one of them is very stinky. Their names are Lashawn, Leon, and Kahil. Kahil? Khalil. On IMDb it says Kahil. Kahil? I got, kept thinking they were saying Khalil. That, that's what I heard the entire movie. Can we go with Khalil? Because I think it's better than Kahil. What did they call the baby the entire time, though? Pee-wee. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, they definitely didn't refer to him by his uh, his given name. No, his given name is Pee-wee. That's okay. Right? Okay. That's okay. I'll, it's all right. Well, anyways, they end up going to a theme park called Fun World, and it's your you know your typical Disney ish type of park. Mascots running around, animatronics holding a judge, trial, jury, full on gavel, gavel, the whole business powdered, wig. powdered wigs. They did not have powdered wigs. Did the judge have a powdered wig then? No. no. Richard Nixon was there. I don't know. That's this movie had Richard and, and, Nixon. And so was Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Maybe they had just maybe they had just got up watching Bill and Ted, and they I were just, like, "Yeah, let's throw Abraham Lincoln in this and somebody else from the past." Nixon, all right, whatever. I I, I just didn't understand because, uh, the same as you and Gina, who had watched this when you were younger, I I had seen it maybe one time before, but now as an adult watching it again, I was left questioning. Everything. <laughs> um, well, what kind of questions did you have? Well, um, one thing I did notice as a child was how 
every uh, authoritarian figure in the movie was white. Was white. Um, and the whole Richard Nixon, Abraham Lincoln thing, I didn't understand, but all of the characters seemed to hang on Abraham Lincoln, so there was some emancipation undertones going on. Yes, understandably. Um, honestly, I... I can't really go on and list everything, but I was, I was pretty, <laughs> pretty confused the entire movie. I mean, yeah, when when I when I didn't even know what was going on when all of a sudden there's a trial happening, I was lost. Like they trespassed, the kids trespassed in a section of the park they weren't supposed to be. Robots at this park are cl- are apparently sentient beings. They're mm-hmm. very much self-aware. And they can dance. They can dance. And they're self-aware, which uh, I don't think theme parks should necessarily be creating Skynet. Uh, that could be a, a very bad thing if Disney's uh, secretly creating Skynet in their underground layers uh, with the, their Imagineers. Well, they they did buy uh, Lucasfilm, so they could be constructing a Death Star right now. They could be constructing a Death Star but that's, I don't want a Death Star that's also Skynet to control everything. And giant death robots. This is true. Giant death robots. Yeah, and the kids get back there, and then the one robot is very angry and upset. They're back there because also they had destroyed a fellow robot person thing previously, and he was upset. So they go to kill him. The robot literally is going to kill this child in this movie. And Abraham Lincoln steps in and s- declares that this child, who is Abraham Lincoln, who's also a, uh, a robot, robot, declares that this child should get a fair trial, because that's the American way, and then they have a trial. I mean, it's just, it's really bizarre. It's really, it's a really weird thing. Uh, but back to what we were saying before, we were talking about how the beginning of the movie was kind of more adult than oh, the rest of the movie. Definitely. The the entire movie, as far as the trip to the theme park, is all a flashback where Robin Harris's character is drunkenly telling the blind bartender about how shitty his day was. Yes. So there's shots being done, there are cigarettes being smoked, there are hookers playing pool. So yeah, it's definitely an adult movie. But because it's animated... It's okay for kids, I I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, I I guess I don't. There's there's elements that are okay for kids, and there's definitely elements that aren't. I watched this as a child. Uh, I my parents probably assumed that I just didn't get what was going on, and they're very right. I just didn't get it, and it doesn't matter because I liked the parts of the kids, and I thought that part was cool and it was funny. I didn't need to know there was this like old hooker with her saggy boobs. They jiggled so And she much. was disgusting. But, I mean, there are kind of characters like that on The Simpsons. And I watched The Simpsons when I was younger. And that was still an uh, adult-oriented show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was the blind, blind bartender. But the main thing is, they go to this funeral for some one of a friend, is which where he meets Jamaica. And the conversation there is very dirty uh, for for an animated movie uh, of sorts that isn't like a Fritz the Cat or a Heavy Metal. Those are kind of like your dirtier cartoons that are a Cool World, something like that. That's like a um, like a hybrid though of animation and live action, but it's but it's very much oriented in that fashion of dirtiness. Even though I, I remember watching Cool World as a kid, I don't know if I ever rented it necessarily. My parents like let me rent it, but I definitely saw it on HBO or something like that. I remember watching Cool World plenty of times, and there was a fucking Super Nintendo game for it, so I definitely played the game. All platformers, all day. Yeah, all these every movie game was a platformer. There was no well, I mean, Super Nintendo was full of platformers. What else did it really have? Secret of Mana. Secret. This is true. There were RPGs. You had RP when you had a Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis or anything. You had RPGs, or you had platformers. First-person shooter here and there. Your Dooms. Your uh, Castlevania... Not Castlevania. Uh, Castle Wolfenstein. Things like that. There was a uh, first-person shooter level-ish thing in uh, the Toy Story video game I remember <laughs> that I had. First Sega Genesis, you're running around inside the claw machine. And it was a first-person view. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Or you had your on-rail shooters. That was a, a big thing. Oh, yeah. It's Terminator 2, uh, Revolution X starring Aerosmith. I remember that one. That was a on-rail shooter. No, you don't shots. hit the babes. Don't hit the babes with the CDs. Yeah. <laughs> so you're shooting CDs. I, I, do I have a grenade launcher? No. I shoot compact discs. That's my problem. They were very expensive at the time, so it was just as much as bullets. I wonder if they are platinum albums. Has Aerosmith had any of those? I'm sure they have. All right. Let's go with that, then. I mean, Aerosmith's a pretty big band. How could, I'm pretty sure they have some platinum albums. I oh, no, I just fucking hate Aerosmith. Like, in the 80s, they were pretty... Dream on, dude. Dream on. L- loving an elevator. Ugh. Living on the edge. We can keep going. But we won't, because we're talking about babies, kids. <laughs> um... The, I really I like the guy. They were playing dominoes, and there was that uh, black guy. He looked like well, black guy. No, they're like, all black guys. The whole movie's full of black guys. <laughs> there's uh, there's the frog black guy. Oh, the one with the exposed single curly chest hair. Yes, and he looked like a frog, and he sounded. He was one subway from a tracheotomy. <laughs> this is very tracheotomy man. This is very true. Actually, uh, those card players, uh, a couple of them were more famous uh, comedians. John Weatherspoon was one of the card players. Also, George Wallace. Uh, you know, they got some uh, you know bigger black comedian names to do very small minor roles in this movie. Um, as a kid, I just he's hitting on the girl, and. He's, like, following her out of the funeral home, and he's talking to her in the car, and he's getting, like, very, like, rapey. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking, as we're watching this in the very beginning, I'm like, what the fuck? When I was a kid, like, I, like, what? Like, like, I can't, like, well, I, nothing was going through my head, because, like, I just didn't get it, but still, it's just, like... Holy fuck, this is very rapey. Mm-hmm. It, it did It did make me cringe. Yeah. He, he, I can't uh, remember some of the things he was saying. He didn't mean to be rapey. He was like, oh, you can just give strangers right home. Blah, blah, blah. I could be a murderer. I could be a murderer. But yeah, but he's, uh, I don't know why we win. Yes, mister. Like, why do we do that kind of voice, both of us? I don't know. Like, old timey slavey voice. I don't know. I don't know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I just made it weird by saying that. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, yeah, it was just very weird rapey vibe that he was giving off and not trying to, but that was the joke. But as a child, I w- when we weren't getting the these rape jokes. Yeah, I don't know if you can put those two words in the same sentence. Child rape jokes? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you had the third one, it's even worse. <laughs> Which ones did you not want me to add together? Child and rape? Uh, or rape jokes? Yeah, you could just omit child from those three words, and it's it's still unsettling. But you add child to it, and it's it's definitely like cringeworthy. Oh, so you don't want ra- you don't want rape jokes in your uh, children's animated movies? Yeah, and especially not child rape jokes. No, no, no. We don't want we don't do child rape. God damn it. This is going in the wrong direction right now. Yeah, this is probably the worst episode ever. <laughs> because we mentioned child rape. Good thing you don't have to adhere to FCC rules. No, we don't have to. I mean, I could bleep this out if we really wanted to. It could just be a huge giant... And nobody... Everybody like, what were they saying? I'm like, what's the mystery here? You should probably just bleep liberally throughout this episode. I think that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> just, just, just uh, then, uh, uh, never mind. It'll sound like we're saying this one thing because of the context of the movie. But never mind. We will leave that part out. Uh, I uh, one thing I did like in this movie that I definitely would have never gotten a million years when I was a kid was uh, there were some uh, Dolomite references, and I thought that was funny. Just a a random callback to some. Bla- Black exploitation movies, and I didn't know the fuck Dolomite was when I was a kid. So when he's talking about all this, I'm just like, er, Dolomite, whatever. I don't really know. I, I didn't know what the fuck black exploitation movies were. I was only familiar with Sweet Sweet Back. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. He, he, had a, he had a badass song. You didn't know anything about the the Human Tornado. No, not even the Human Centipede. Not even. Not, <laughs> not even once. Not even the Human Centipede. <laughs> now that's a rape joke. We can all get behind. Not literally. 
We're literally, it's not really rape though, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, mouth pooping. Mouth pooping. <laughs> mouth, god damn it. <laughs> so many bad things are going to just be said if I, we just keep going. Um, yeah, but there were some comical moments in this movie where it was very kid-like. Like, he gets, he, lips caught in the window thing, and they're big and, like, long, and, like, blah, 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 and he shakes them back into place. That's very, like, a Bugs Bunny... Whimsical. Whimsical type of thing. There were a lot of moments like that that made it much, very much a kid's movie, but there were many parts that were not. Uh, Namely the substance abuse. The substance abuse, the mass amounts of alcohol that were being uh, drank in this movie, you know, that's one huge thing. Uh, By the main character, as he's telling this entire story, he's just getting obliterated the entire time. Actually ends up seeing himself in another man who is way more drunk than he is. But I felt like I, I feel like drunk-ish kind of thing is okay in a kid's movie, right? Roger Rabbit drank. Eddie Valiant was drunk like almost all the time in Roger Rabbit. That was like a staple of his character. I still think Roger Rabbit was geared more towards adults as well. I think certain movies ride that line where it's okay kids it's okay for kids to see and it's okay for adults to see and it's not necessarily a kids movie and it's not necessarily an adults movie because I mean Roger Rabbit had like Mickey Mouse and shit in it and I watched the fuck out of Roger Rabbit when I was like fucking eight yeah, years old it was it was definitely borderline yeah I had some moments some patty cake I didn't get the joke then but I get the joke now like, he was playing patty cake with her, but they literally were playing patty cake, but I get what it's mm-hmm. supposed to mean. As a kid, I just thought they were playing patty cake. Innuendo is a strong word. It's a very strong word. But in the, but it really wasn't an innuendo because they were actually playing patty cake. It was an artist's rendition. This is, this is true. This is true. But yeah, there are plenty of movies that ride that line of, is it this or is it that? Like we mentioned, Cool World is one of those movies... Is definitely, uh, I think Cool World is way more on the adult side than than than, uh, than any of these movies. That was a, that was definitely not a kids movie whatsoever. Though I did see it as a child uh, on my own merit, as I normally drove to the video store when I was a kid and was able to just rent movies with my fake mustache on. And my. Pre-approved credit card. Yes. The 20% I remember, APR. I remember one time, I can't remember who it was, me and a friend, I can't remember who was it. I don't know, tried to call up the video store, because we could ride bike, ride our bikes to the video store and stuff, and act like... I bet you felt so cool. Act like we were like the per, like one of our parents saying it was okay for us to rent something. Hmm. <laughs> you were living on the edge, man. I was like living on the edge. No, no, you you had some balls, dude, cheating the system like that. Trying to trying to cheat the system yeah. of the local video stores. Yes, this is so and so's dad. He's I approve that he he's gonna come rent this movie and that's okay. I'll write him a note. <laughs> he really wants to see babies, kids. He'll have no idea how horrible this movie actually is twenty years from now. None of us could have ever known. <laughs> no, none of us could have ever known. How I honestly, uh, it's funny because Gina isn't here yet. She's the one that picked this movie, and I feel like I wish I would have never gone back and rewatched this movie because it it would in my mind it was something more than what it actually is. Well, we we all learned a valuable lesson this week, so... This is true. That's why Gina's not here. She was so traumatized by the fact that Baby's Kids was not how she remembered it. Oh, and she's dead. (laughs) That's... That too. I I was trying to get around that, that Baby's Kids caused that to happen, but... Aneurysm. So sad. Yes. Such sad. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. 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 Wow, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the Baby's Kids, we were talking about before, uh, as we keep tangenting, which is what we A, a staple of the show. staple of the show. Uh, Baby is a character we never meet. 
it's just this woman who is a terrible mother, uh, apparently was married to some sort of man before he attempted to leave. The kids threatened his life, is what was said by Jamaica. I don't know what happened to him. I don't... That's that's to interpretation. To the uh, whereabouts of Bebe's husband, a.k.a. the Bebe's kids, Faja. I don't know what happened to them. Bebe's, Bebe's daddy. Bebe's, Bebe's daddy. God damn it. <laughs> I hate everything right now. <laughs> uh, but, well, Sean Khalil and Peewee are Bebe's kids. And they are. They're terrible... In all accounts. Like, my dad, still today, from watching this movie, anytime he sees anybody's kids just acting up and just being the worst, he'll be like, oh, that's baby's kids. And I feel like that's still, like, a thing. It kind of stuck, oddly enough. It's a weird thing that stuck with some people that saw this movie in the 90s. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just a weird thing. I like how one of the taglines for this movie is, They'll get along great if they don't kill him first. Like their father. <laughs> if they don't kill him. That's like the tagline that was on the poster for this movie. This movie that made $8 million domestically. It came out at a rough weekend. Death Becomes Her, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah, uh, it was definitely overshadowed. What were some other movies that were out at the time that we were listing before? Oh... There were a lot of good ones, but for the life of me, I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, in uh, A League of Their Own, Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer, <laughs> Sister Act, uh, Mo Money, all movie. I don't know how well Mo Money did in the in the box office. Not as well as Sister Act. <laughs> Not as well as Sister Act. It was it was a large uh, weekend for the African American community, but uh, Baby's Kids I don't think was helping the situation as. Mo Money, I, uh, I, it's an alright movie. Uh, I haven't really seen it in a long time, but I remember it being an alright movie. Sister Act. Huge movie for Whoopi. 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 Remember? Little Rascals. Yep, he's like, Whoopi. That's Whoopi Goldberg. This is his mom. Anyways, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg has nothing to do with Baby's Kids. She could have made the movie better. We'll never know. She's too busy playing a book in The Page Master. And... On the view. She plays a book on the view? No. What? I don't know, man. Is the is the view animated? Now? It isn't what? It's no. not an animated. Isn't it just a talk show? Isn't she on it still? <laughs> yes, I think oh, she's. You're confusing the hog. Well, right I mentioned now. that she was an animated book in the movie The Page Master, and then you were like, and on the view. No. Oh. <laughs> That's what I was okay. like. Okay, I, mean, I can see the confusion. Yes, yeah, so I was just like, what's going on here? I have no idea. What is going on? Uh, what, you were mentioning before the authorities in this movie were mainly white, and it was it was kind of weird, and they were very much like CIA. Mm-hmm. The one had like a JFK accent going on, like, yeah, was, I do it was, declare. It was very uh, Boston. These are the baby's kids. Like, <laughs> and everybody knew these kids. That's, that is, if anything, if I left this movie with one question... It would be, how does everybody know these kids? Why isn't there a prequel? To where we get to see how everybody knows them? Yeah. I think there'd be a lot of prequels. If that many... They went to Vegas, and the people at the end of the movie in Vegas knew them. That's true. They're like, well, it's Baby's kids! They get around. They have no parental supervision, why the fuck not? Or does Baby just get around? Oh, I'm sure Baby gets around. <laughs> And and she brings her kids everywhere with her, and that's how, you know, that's how it happens. Because, yeah, it's just like, they're at the amusement park, and multiple times, people are yelling, oh my god, it's baby kids. There's security guards that yell, where they take over the pirate ship at the end. The the pirate ship loaded with live munitions. Yes, and sailors that were on it. Why were sailors on it, and not pirates? They were on it, and they got thrown off, and they were like, oh my baby's kids, oh! They, got, they jumped off. And I was just like, wow, this is really weird. And, uh, I don't know, the whole movie was just weird. It's just like, the, the amusement park stuff was silly and weird. A lot of weird references, they, uh, 
One of my favorite was um, one to, back to Michael Jackson where Robin told one of the kids, I'm going to beat the black off you so you and you'll end up looking like Michael Jackson. It's not an honest threat. It is an honest I'd, threat. I'd be scared. Yes. Yes. This is... Never mind. I, uh, <laughs> I wrote something down and I really don't know what it is. And it looks weird, so I'm not, I'm not going to worry about that. Baby is so poop. Is that what I wrote? Baby is so poop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know what I wrote down there. It's a very odd, very weird. <laughs> this is that's not going anywhere. Uh, back to the movie. There's, um, there's quite a few moments in the movie, too, where it definitely felt like it could set up a video game. There's the scene in the uh, where he's catching all the in the uh, all the, the, the China shop. China shop that, of course, at an amusement park, China shops are a staple. Uh, you go to your Great Americas, your Six Flags, your Joe Schmo amusement parks. They're gonna have a China shop. It's it's gonna happen. And a bull. A- and a bull. Well, there's, was there a bull? No. Oh. A bull in a china shop? Thank you. Was that the joke? That's the joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was lost. There's, uh, but they, they, I mean, they have all the other knickknacks, too. They have, like, the nameplate thing, and the kids can't find their nameplates because their names are weird, because they're, like, these black names, Khalil, LaShawn, Pee-wee. Well, Pee-wee might have been, you know, Pee-wee Jamaica. Herman. Jamaica. Jamaica, she, had, she, had, she found her nameplate. She just took the one that said Jamaica. Oh. Yeah. And just was like, it's it's close enough. Right? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Uh, Leon, we haven't really talked about him much. He was a, a loner type of character. He didn't have many friends, though he was secretly in love with LaShawn. That's true. And LaShawn, in the very beginning, was very angry that people were writing that she liked boys on a chalkboard. Was on the chalkboard? Yes. For some reason, I thought it was a bathroom stall. No, it was on a chalkboard. It seemed like a fitting place for that to be. Yes, it does seem like it, but they were. It was in a. uh, on a blackboard in a classroom because these kids did actually go to school. That's fine. Go. It's fine, I can read over my notes real quick so I don't have to read them as we're going. Uh, yeah, sure.
Sorry about that. That's fine. I've had like nothing but coffee and water the entire day. After that word from our uh, lovely sponsor, Fun World, we uh, we return back to talking about Bebe's kids. Uh, apparently, you, you some confusion um, during this small little break, which nobody will even know that happened because it would be gone. Um, I you the confusion was how did Robin Harris record this if he was passed away when the movie came out? Uh, he, they recorded and made all this many years before his death. So, the, the the confusion on my part was if if they recorded all of his audio prior to his death, what did they intend on doing with it? Because this was originally supposed to be a live-action film. I think before... I think it was supposed to be a live-action film even when he was... Uh, it turned into an animated film even when he was still alive. Okay. Like, original intentions were to make a live-action movie. So they they didn't make the animated film because he died. This was the no. decision made no. before he died. Yes. Okay. So they, they had recorded uh, all of his stuff, and the, the trailer for this movie, theatrically, didn't even debut until two years after his death. Yeah. Came out in 92, he died in 90. So, I mean, they kind of held off... Probably redid some things, you know, uh, record everybody else's things, uh, if, if they weren't already recorded. Hired Tone Loke. Hired Tone Loke. Uh, they were waiting for Wild Thing to hit huge, you know, or Funky Cole Medina. I don't know which was the first bigger song by Tone Loke. They were waiting for one of one of the two songs to go uh, platinum, and then they could properly release Bebe's Kids in honor of Robin Harris and Funky Cole Medina. It's all the plan. They they saw it coming from miles and miles away. Apparently, in some versions of the film's theatrical trailer, contained audio problems for the last few seconds, which actually cuts off the last couple words of the tagline that the announcer says. The original tagline is, It's animation with attitude. However, the trailer with audio problems makes it seem like the announcer just says, It's animation <laughs> Baby's kids, we don't die. <laughs> we don't die. We multiply. It's animation. It's animation. Uh, imagine just hearing that at the end of a trailer in a movie. Just sitting in the theater, and all of a sudden the movie just tells you it's animation. In case you thought it was real. Yeah, I mean, you could. They, they were very realistic looking. They. uh quality of the animation was very good. The backgrounds all moved thoroughly. And I, I was quite impressed by Ice Cube's performance as Khalil. Khalil? I mean, it's very obvious where the, the character's uh, inspiration, of, at least the drawing came from. I mean, he looked so much... He, he looked straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, Ice Cube, Dre, one of the two. Com- combo of the two. Good combo, because Ice Cube at the time had a good head of hair going on, so uh, <laughs> Khalil did not have the uh, the amount of Jerry Curl that Ice Cube had going on at this point in time. Um, there was also a few weird spots where the kids end up getting uh, essentially abused by the security. They get snatched up and forced to go on a ride by the security people. Uh, in in arm restraints. Yeah, in arm restraints. And they go on it, and it's very weird. They pass by a few weird things. Uh, one place was called Hog and Die. And it was like a pig holding a knife. And it was that was very, very bizarre. They, uh, they end up going by a toy store, and for somehow... Oh, they get out because Khalil has a pocket knife on him, and he cuts them loose. And he ends up cutting all the other kids loose as well. Is that how it happened? Yeah. But they just got they were already rambunctious I, I, I'm and going on. Pretty their sure own. he cut everybody loose. I, I think it was just to be assumed. Yeah, he cut all these other kids 
who were apparently bad as well. The uh, Asian kids. The Asian and the, the white train kids. Was, the train was filled with Asian primarily and, Asian and bay-based kids. And nerdy kids. Nerdy white kids. Eugene or whatever the fuck his yeah. name was. The, the one kid's name was like... Harrison. Winthrop. Winthrop. They're like, that was a... Winthrop? What the f... I'm gonna call you... I'm gonna call you Dorky or something. Opie. 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 Dorky. Winthrop, I'm gonna call you Opie. Because that little kid knows who Opie is. Because he's watching so much Andy Griffith. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> I did enjoy Andy Griffith. Yeah, so did I. But I, uh, I don't think Pee Wee was watching uh, a lot of Andy Griffith back in the day. You know, but they they go to the toy store and they're rating it, and there's a there's a toy called Computer Joe, and it's a robot on the front that looks like the robot later. Was that what the toy was? Was those robots? Perhaps maybe Baby's kids foiled the uh, AI's plan. Skynet became sentient and Made was its going own to implement robots. itself into your home for the invasion. Damn, and they also had the P dolls. Yeah. I can't remember what they were called. I just wrote down P-Dolls. It was like Pee-Pee-Polly or something. Pee-Pee-Polly. And it was definitely green urine, and I would recommend Polly to go get checked out. Seriously. there's uh, We forgot to also mention Robin's ex and her friend Vivian, who were also uh, in this uh, movie. Very, uh... For being... I don't... I don't for being a movie made all by African American people and everything, it was uh, very stereotypical characters. These very stereotypical ex girlfriend black characters. Uh uh-uh, uh, he not do like. I mean, I guess whatever. Maybe it's not just a stereotype to them. Uh, you know, to the to Robin Harrison and whatnot. They, you know, what I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I feel like if this was a white person making this movie, people would be fucking pissed and outraged, and their shit would some shit would uh, definitely. Definitely go down with uh, some of these characters, especially the Vivian and Robin's ex. I can't remember her name. They they were more because uh, Jamaica, uh, Robin's love interest, was drawn to proportion. I mean, she was she looked the, normal. Yeah, she was the the attractive animated character. Yes, but Robin, his ex, and her friend were more caricatures. This of, of uh, uh, well, I can't say anything about the ex and her friend, but as far as Robin Harris is concerned, he was definitely a caricature of himself. Oh, very much. He, because so Robin Harris was, he was kind of a large man. He necessarily wasn't fat by any means. He wasn't like this big fat guy, like, you know, like a Chris Farley or something like that. He was just kind of a larger guy, but his character in the movie, especially next to Jamaica, he was like so much larger. He almost looked like the thing. Like standing next to Sue Storm. That's what it reminded me of. Just like the thing, standing next to Sue Storm. But it was just his his entire physique was disproportionate. Oh, yeah. His his head was way too big. His head was like a football shape, which made me think of Hey Arnold. Uh, It was definitely very weird and football shapey. And and then his ex, she was very weirdly shaped. Like, I couldn't tell what was going on with her. Like, we, we didn't understand if she was pregnant, possibly, or just had very poor posture... And or she, a beer gut. Or a yeah, beer belly with her boobs or lack thereof. They were kind of covered, but not... I don't know, it was kind of weird. But her friend Vivian was very large and fat and sloppy and silly and gross. And they were both kind of gross characters. Uh, I always remember the press-on toenails coming off of her toes. I, I always In remember... almost every scene. What? In almost every scene, yeah. one of her fake nails, whether it be on her hand or her foot. Yeah, I always off. remember the toe ones popping off in the bathroom. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but also there are um, um, a few, as far as a lot of kids' movies da- around this time goes, or this kids' movie, or ki- not so much kids because animation with attitude, um, musical numbers. It, it was a staple of, at the time. kind of still is, yeah, especially with Disney movies uh, that aren't, Pixar, because Pixar movies don't necessarily have too many singing uh, musical numbers in them, but your Disney movies do, the princessy ones do, uh, still today, but it was definitely a staple back then with any animated movie, even uh, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, I remember that, the dinosaur <laughs> yeah, was singing in the I street. I do remember that. 
Um, it was just everywhere. Every animated movie always had musical numbers where they just random bust out singing in the middle of the street and nobody else cares or everybody else joins in and already knows the song and dance number and everything. And nobody says why the fuck are there dinosaurs running down the street. No, it was okay. They were flying around in space and they came back because they were with the scientist guy and he brought them back. Okay. That's why it was called We're Back. A dinosaur story. John Goodman. I don't know if I can accept that logic, but moving on. <laughs> I don't accept it either, but that's all about all I remember from that movie. John Goodman was the T-Rex. They were in a spaceship flying around for uh, who knows how long with the scientist guy. He brought him back. But anyways, there's a there's a couple of rap songs. Uh, one of them is called Straight Jackin'. Word. Word. It's a, it's a whole rap song by the Bebe's kids about them... Um, straight jacking about them jacking you up, and uh, it's funny because like I feel like over time, I'm, I'm sure jacking off was always like oh yeah like a term for masturbating, but I feel like over time it's grown more into being a thing, and in the ni- early nineties, jacking somebody was beating them up and or robbing them. And I feel like that's a term that really isn't used as much anymore, even um, in... Well, especially in the Chicago area. Now it's just referred to as murder. Yes, yes. Uh, near <laughs> near Chicago, it is very much just murder. It's They're not even straight jacking anymore. It's just straight murder. It might beat around the bush. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> they can come up with a new baby's kids and they can just sing straight murder. Why not? <laughs> Why? I'd watch it. You'd watch it. You'd watch a remake of Baby's Kids. Yeah. Now, would you be upset if it wasn't traditionally animated? If they went the computer animated route. I did enjoy the low quality, so probably yes. You'd be upset if Pixar decided to redo <laughs> Baby's Kids, but then it'd have some like really touching story in it. I mean, this kind of did at the end. The end of this movie kind of did pull up the heartstrings a little bit. Well, they got to tie it all together. What? I said they had to tie it all together. Yeah, because, I mean, the end of the movie, they end up destroying Funland. It fucking blows up. And it's stupid-ass 90-degree uh, roller coasters. Yes, it's 90-degree roller coasters and everything else. It's the rocket ship ride, I didn't quite understand that. You just got in, and it... it uh. It blew up. It was uh, it was the Challenger Simulator. <laughs> the Challenger Simulator, uh, except for it didn't even take off. It just blew up on the ground still. Well, it kind of hopped a little bit. You didn't even get to go for a ride. You just instantly blew up inside of it, but you were okay. I feel like a lot of things at the time had um, wacky, fucked-up amusement park scenes, especially cartoon shows. I remember Rocko's Modern Life had a an episode where they went to the amusement park and all the rides were super, like, fucked up, basically like death machines. And, uh, I think Ren and Stimpy also had an episode of, uh, that they also went to an amusement park and their rides were just death traps. And I never got into, uh, Rocco. And didn't, wasn't feeling the, uh, the wallaby. I was, I was not. Or his, his steer friend. Heifer. That was his name. There you go. Not a fan of the Rocco. No, I was not. Teach their own. He had a video game as well. Was it a platformer? Yes. All right, then. Ren and Stimpy. I had the Ren and Stimpy video game for Sega Genesis. It was called, like, Ren's Time Machine or something. And if you were Ren, you could use Stimpy to, like, jump on. And if you were Stimpy, you could use Ren as, like, a boomerang. Hmm. Yeah. And you had to use them in tandem to uh, complete the levels? Yes. Like, they were both there. You could switch back and forth between characters. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of that, uh, what was it, Three Vikings, that series? Yes, that game ruled. Where they all had different powers, and you had to yeah. switch between. It was like a platformer slash puzzle game. Yes, and that's how the Ren and Snippy game was. It was kind of like that. You know, did a, I don't know if any of the Castlevania games at the time had done that yet, but they've kind of done that since... I have a couple of them for the DS, and you switch between characters to complete certain things. I don't know. I, I haven't played a Castlevania game since 
like Symphony, Symphony of the Night. Of the Night. <laughs> yeah, back in like 1997. Yeah, that's what I mean. I can't remember even if Symphony of the Night you switched between characters or not. I, I just, I, it's I don't think me. so. I can't remember. Um, I like how when they uh, at one point they're like, let's go check out Futureville, and then they mention how I bet there's no black people there. But I, when we were watching the movie, I thought he said, let's go check out feature film. And I didn't get I was just like, why wouldn't there be black people on the feature film? But but then they cut to the kids for an extended period of time. And then cut back to uh, Robin and Jamaica. And they were in a movie theater. So then I was second guessing. Because <laughs> I did hear Futureville as, as opposed to feature films like you said. But then they were in the movie theater, and I'm like... But it, was, it looked like it was a stage show. Did I? They said, like, nuclear family, or nuclear is the right way to go, or whatever, on the stage. I almost mean meant nuclear families. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, you mentioned they cut to the kids for a while. This is when the whole trial thing was ha- happens, when you were talking about before. One of... An extremely terrifying part is the evil robot bear. Yeah. It's like a half bear half with like it's an animatronic bear but with the robot legs exposed. And that was very terrifying. Like if they made a horror movie where that thing was just attacking people, they'd be really fucked up. Like really fucking crazy. And uh, yeah, the, the whole thing happens, the whole fucking trial. Nixon's there, robot Nixon. He had the robot legs going too and robot a robot Lincoln. Robot Lincoln, uh, Leon, he stands up for the kid, for the baby's kids who are slowly becoming his actual friends, as opposed to being just bullies. He has a musical number, as well. Uh, Leon rap a song about freedom. With Abraham Lincoln. With Abraham Lincoln, lots of crotch grabbing going on. Yeah. Leon grabbing his crotch, waving his hand in the air. Like, he, he just did, didn't care. Yeah, he did not at all. He just didn't care at all. It was very weird. And you know what also made this movie a staple of its time? Uh, it, de- it definitely, not a staple, but it very definitely showed what era it was in, was when they started doing Yo Mama jokes back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Dirty Dozens, They you know, that's what it was called uh, back then before. Wasn't there that show on MTV, Yo Mama? It's like some stupid ass fucking game show. Like this was like maybe like seven years ago. I don't know. I, I couldn't help you with that. One, yeah, right? I can't help myself with it either because I don't re- fucking really remember it. Judging by the programming MTV's had in the last twenty years, it wouldn't surprise me. Yes, this is very true. Though there was one show in the past. I don't know however long since I've watched MTV, but last year there was a show. Zach Stone is going to be famous. And it was fucking hilarious, and it was uh, created by Bo Burnham, who's a comedian, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's not getting picked up for another season, because, um... Because they're bringing back Yo! MTV Raps? Yeah, because they're bringing back Yo! MTV Raps. I feel like people on MTV just don't want something Bo Burnham is bringing to the table, which is something actually entertaining and funny. They just want more, like, Jersey Shore or Real World episodes, or... And Headbangers Ball. Headbangers, is that even... I don't think they do Headbangers Ball anymore. That's a shame. And they did it on MTV2 for a while. I remember they brought it back. Did... And MTV2, they brought it back. Yeah. Or MTV6, I don't know. Whatever it doesn't play reality shows right now. Yeah, I don't know which 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 number of MTV um, doesn't play reality shows at this point in time, but who knows. You know what, also in this movie, uh, before we get to the end here, uh, there was an old lady throughout the whole movie, who was just being tortured by everybody. Oh, yeah. Whether whether it was the baby's kids or anybody else, constantly in harm's way, constantly being tortured, uh, even in the beginning, he almost gets hit by the car. And I thought that was a really weird little side-running gag to have throughout this movie. Like, oh, we almost actually killed this old woman, like, seven times. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but, yeah, she was in there quite a few yeah, times throughout the movie. Yeah, quite a few times. It was just, like, a, this little... Really odd running gag. It was just, it was very, very odd. Um, so then they, they destroy the whole park. They take over that ship. There's a Nintendo product placement very prominent in the movie. They're making the one father walk the plank. 
He's like, did you get your did you get your kid a Nintendo for Christmas? He's like, a Nintendo. He's like, yeah, did you get? I didn't get. Okay, get him a Nintendo. It's just like I don't know if they had to put that in there because the game was coming out or wasn't it for uh, SNES though? Yeah, but still, everybody called every like didn't everybody's like mom and dad call every system a Nintendo for like years? I think that still goes on today. Like, oh, what are you playing? Your Nintendo. Like, Alright, alright. <laughs> yes, I'm playing my Nintendo. Like, Nintendo really... They really got the market on that one by by dominating for so many years. And just now every system is called a Nintendo by, by a certain age group up. Like, your grandparents. Oh, look at him, he's playing his Nintendo. <laughs> Did you go get that new Nintendo 4? Did you go get that new Nintendo PS4? Nintendo should just come out with a new system and just call it Nintendo 1. It'll sell. Why would they do that? But fucking Xbox did it. People are clearly going out and buying it as we speak. As we say words, people are going to buy a system <laughs> called 1. The number 1 of a system that already exists. It was a giant black box. That had an X on it. It was called Xbox. But that wasn't the one. No, that was just Xbox. No, they, it wasn't also your TV. It wasn't... You couldn't do a TV on there, live TV. Because you don't pay for cable for that. But you need to hook up your cable box to your Xbox One. This is true. What do you mean? I was just asking. Oh, yeah, you can do that. There's a there's a, there's a HDMI port on there that says Cable In. Hmm. And so you hook up your HDMI cable from your cable box to your Xbox One, and then your Xbox One into your thing. So they're definitely so you don't trying to trying to sell that entertainment system. But it doesn't support DVR functions. DVR. Yeah. So if you have anything recorded on your DVR, and you or want to watch anything through your Xbox, you can't watch your DVR shit through your Xbox. Only live television. What's the point? Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Anyways, we're getting uh, sidetracked. This is turning into the video game hour of B Movie Breakdown. Uh, well, we need to play the B the Baby's Kids video game. It's probably better than the movie. I would hope so. You, uh, I mean, I would if I found it at discreet play, I would definitely buy it. I'm sure I could find it for like a couple bucks in the Super Nintendo bin, and I would totally buy that shit and see how. But it's probably fucking hard as shit, and the controls are probably terrible. And uh, I wonder who it was made by, actually. It'd be interesting to look it up, because a lot of... Um, there was a company that made a lot of movie video games at the time. Company with a rainbow oh, as their symbol. Shit. They make they made every fucking shitty movie game. I, I know what you're talking about, but... And I, it's like, it has a little rainbow symbol, and it was like... It started with a J... I don't know. Well, it, fuck. It, it escapes me right now, but I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, they made the your video game nerd always talks about it too. Like, like fuck this company because they like LJN. I think that's what it was. LJN. I the I I'm pretty positive that's what it is. Anyways, they probably made the fucking game because they made every fucking movie, anything video game, just shit. Always just completely just uh, just ridiculous. But they leave. Fun world, a fucking mess. And they leave and everything is just okay. Like, nobody stops them. No one presses charges. No one presses charges. No one cares. The police are chasing them at the end, but not really chasing them, but just, like, going after him. I don't know if his, like, light was out on his fucking Registration. Yeah, or he had kids just piled up in the car, or because they were black and that was a thing. Um... The couple's up and he's like, oh my god, it's baby's kids! Turns around, runs away. Apparently, once again, everybody knows these kids. Finn. But the, uh... <laughs> not yet. The one, the one part I wanted to get to was that how he, it ends on a, like a kind of a sad-ish note when the kids are dropped off at their crack house apartment um, building. Yeah. And it's very sad. And they go to their apartment. Baby is not there. No food in the refrigerator. No food in the refrigerator. No food anywhere. Tries to give him money for pizza. The pizza man won't even come around the area no more. It's too hood. It's just too hood, too cracky, just too, uh, just too weird going, just too many bad things going on, especially the Bay Bay's kids. They're not 
help in the situation at all. But you end up feeling bad for these kids, even though they uh, were like the worst kids ever. You end up feeling bad for them. And Robin sees the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing in the bar, and he goes out. Jamika's there. Uh, they both apologize for saying things they shouldn't have said regarding Bebe's kids and poor people and um, how to raise kids and relationships and a million other things. And Bebe's kids are in the car and they are eating pizza and they're laughing and they want to go to Vegas and they go to Vegas. Pee-wee pulls the plug on Vegas. Set up the sequel for Bebe's kids 2. Never happened. He was dead, so... Yeah, but Good they could have got somebody that. else to do the voice. It happens all the time. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Do you think at all that they were trying to set this up for maybe a possible TV series? Probably. I can see that. Because I, I honestly feel like... I, I feel like... The movie wasn't crazy successful and definitely found a life on video after being in theaters. But I'm surprised they didn't just go the route of making it a TV series from the get-go. I feel like a short-term, like, you know, you get your 30-minute episode or even two 15-minute episodes or whatever, you know what I mean, in an animated block. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this could have been more successful uh, as a TV show. You know what I mean? Just your random adventures with Robin, the baby's kids, Jamika, and Leon. And built a story from there. I don't know. I feel like maybe you could have got more out of it than just this seventy-minute movie that was kind of a mess and was extremely hard to follow. Hard to follow, and just it was just it was just weird. It was just there were weird moments, and uh, it was not a kids' movie, but it was. Um, but I mean, at the time, The Simpsons were definitely a big deal. So something like this, where where it definitely rides that line. I think could have worked, I don't know how long necessarily, how many seasons it would have went, but I feel like this would have worked better as j- just going in to it. it. Maybe made it a TV special or something, and then it led into the series. Not a theatrical movie where you're putting a lot of money. You put a lot of money into something like that distribution and stuff like that. Uh, it costs a lot of money, and then when you don't make enough, then it you don't get to do everything else you wanted to do with um, the, the property. So I think it could have worked uh, differently had it been a uh, an animated TV series. Though there is one review uh, before we, uh, we fin ourselves. Uh, one review I wanted to read on IMDb. This is uh, the title of this. The King of Movies... Move over, Citizen Kane. <laughs> Baby's Kids is the absolute greatest film ever made. Great animated cinematography, brilliant animated acting, and a cute, touching animated story bring this film to prominence. It is a neglected comic gem about a black family that will leave you feeling good inside. I would highly recommend that you rent or buy it today. Or even better, write the studio and demand they re-release the film back into theaters. Five out of four stars. Oh, shit. Five. The review below it should should have not been made. (laughs) So, that's what you got there. But I do love that this person proclaims that it's greater than Citizen Kane. So, you know, some people truly, truly love Baby's Kids. And to this day, that review was only, eh, it's from 98, so I guess, like, six years after the movie came out. But, yeah. It's got some staying power. It has some true staying power. This is, this is, uh, definite. Well, next week, uh, we're going to cover a movie that Ryan has been wanting to do so bad ever since joining the podcast. We are finally going to get around to it. You can rent it on Amazon Instant Video uh, on your PlayStation uh, whatever other device that has Amazon Instant Video your computer. You also rent it on YouTube, which I'm sure you can do through the PlayStation, Xbox, blah, 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 blah whatever. Uh, it's like $2.99. I'm sure it's definitely worth the rent. I don't see why not. I didn't see if it was in HD or not. Kind of weird, because I rented uh, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College on Amazon Instant Video, and that was in HD. Hmm. It didn't look great, 
but it was in HD. So if they put Ghoulies Go to College in HD, your should be in HD. Because that's the movie we're watching. Your, Y-O-R, The Hunter from the Future. A warrior seeks his true origins in a seemingly prehistoric wasteland. Yes. This looks absolutely amazing. 90 minutes of pure glory. That's all I'm seeing from this. Except for Captain America 2 movie that's also <laughs> related to this from the 70s that we won't talk about. But yeah, this movie looks absolutely ridiculous. The cover, the poster for the movie has a warrior barbarian man uh, on a pedestal of some sort, like a giant... Some kind of plateau. Plateau or something with UFOs above and a woman on his leg. Uh, it looks... I've never seen this movie. Ryan has. It looks ridiculous. I'm sure we will all enjoy it. Apparently it's based off a graphic novel. Uh, that'd be interesting to read about. Henga El Cazador. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's what it says. It's based off a uh, graphic novel there. So, yeah. Your Hunter from the Future. Starring Reb Brown. We all know Reb Brown. He is... He's on all our wish lists to uh, celebrities we most want to meet. So, you know, check it out. It's on Amazon. I'm sure it's absolutely amazing. I can't wait to watch it. It looks, it looks like it's going to be hilarious. So, for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm Ryan. And we don't die, we multiply. It's the best of the worst.